Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Series 5, episode 21. I am your host, Charles Wilson, and I am here with my co-host... Co-host? Co-host. <laughs> that was co and host mixed together. My co-host, Lucy Wilson. That is my name. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just wondering why it's the 21st episode. Okay. Because we record every other week. Yeah. And there's 52 weeks in a year, right? Yeah. So, like, only five more and then we're done. Yeah. For the year. Yeah. <laughs> Does that not, like, blow your mind that we're that near the end of the year? Like, no. I'm still sometimes writing 2020 by accident. <laughs> No, is that just me? No. Am I alone there? No, you are probably with a lot of other people. I have done maths right, haven't I? Yeah. Okay. It's usually about 26, you know. Wow, sir. Sometimes it's more, sometimes because if we do a, a special episode or, yeah. or something, or cram an extra one in. Please message in to tell me if you feel the same because <laughs> I now feel like I've literally just lost a year and been <laughs> like you know how certain animals hibernate I feel like I've just done that and I've come out and it's like the end of the year and I'm like oh hi everyone yeah but the crazy thing is we haven't stopped so everything happening in the world our episodes have been coming out every fortnight still Yes. How crazy is that? I don't think that's so crazy. I think when the world went into lockdown, people in the arts, like comedians, singers, dancers, whatever, if you had an agent, they were like, look, you have two options. Podcast, do a podcast, <laughs> or write a book. Maybe do a YouTube channel. But I think that's like all the, all the options that were there for people. Interesting. I think Very podcasting was one of the things that actually took off more. Yeah, I agree. We still love it. It's great fun. Wonderful for you today. We have the usual, you know, keeping it simple, keeping you and your routine right on track. So as we always do, let's start off with Album of the Week. Ba-da. Album of the Week. Ba-ba-bum. Yeah. The album of the week this week was from yours truly, and it was Prince of Egypt. Lucy, what did you think of it? So I've not seen Prince of Egypt, the film. Okay. So I really didn't... Well, I knew what to expect because you know kind of what it's about. And to be honest, it was what I expected. Um, I did know one of the songs in it already because I believe it was either Alexandra Burke, I think it was her or Leona Lewis, one of they did the X Factor, both yeah. of them right? Yeah. One of them sung it as one of their songs for the X Factor and I've never really watched X Factor but I remember the song being in the charts because of it and I liked it back then and I also really liked the version in this musical and that song is called When You Believe. Yep. Um, so that was my favourite song. I think the other songs tell the story really well but I wouldn't necessarily say they are ground 
groundbreaking songs individually. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a negative way. I just think they serve a purpose of joining together to tell the story. And I can imagine that the stage show is incredible. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, it's at the Dominion, isn't it? Yes. Yep. So to be on the stage at the Dominion, it's got to be quite a grand big show. Yeah, because that um, is huge. That yeah. Way. And I think the playlist complements that. So, yeah, yeah, I'm going to give it three and a half mics out of five this week. Fair enough. Thought it was quite good, but it's not something that I'd listen to on repeat. Yeah, that's a fair comment. What about you? I wasn't a fan, I'm afraid. Just wasn't for me. Didn't tickle my pickle. I have seen most of the film. As people know with me, I usually fall asleep and don't see the endings of films. So, yeah, just... It was kind of Joseph and Lamey's smashed together sound uh, And a wise. bit of Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of sound it went for. But it just didn't grab me as much as I thought it would. I've heard a lot of people talk about it, a lot of people praise it, a lot of people say that it's phenomenal, but didn't tickle my pickle, I'm afraid. I think you have to remember that we're judging it just off of the album as well, not of it as a show. Yeah. So we can't judge it as a show, we haven't seen it. No. Um but yeah, as an album goes. Just the album, yeah. Yeah. My favourite song was um Dance of the Day. I enjoyed that as well as when you believe, but that song is just yeah, so well known. You just want to sing along when you hear that, don't you? Yeah, it's very inspiring. I must it say, is. That song. Yeah, it's, it's nice. great lyrics and phenomenal lyrics. Yeah, especially for a kids. Well, it's a kids' film. I'm not sure if the show's geared towards kids. I assume so. Yeah. Um, but for something that is aimed for children, what a great message. To portray. Yeah, very good. Who knows what miracles you can achieve. You can. Like when you believe. Like what amazing morals and motivation to children. I love that. Sometimes that's half the battle. Yep. If you believe it, God knows where you can get to. As a dance teacher, that is something I say on repeat. It doesn't matter how many times you go over the technique or something. If in your head you tell yourself you're going to do it and you're going to achieve it, you've already won because yeah, it takes great mental strength to achieve things. True. Very true. A lovely message there. Hmm. Um, yeah, like I say, it wasn't for me, but... You don't like motivational messages. Much. I do like motivational <laughs> messages, but just the sound of it. Okay. But I can't pinpoint what I didn't like because I like Les Mis and I like Joseph and I like Aladdin, even the new Aladdin soundtrack. Um, But it's just the way it goes. And that's Mm -hmm. a good thing about Album of the Week. Mm -hmm. And if I went and saw the show, I'm sure that would be very different. But it is what it is. And it's just my opinion. Two. Two mics. Fair yeah. enough. Not terrible. No, exactly. Probably wouldn't listen to it again unless somebody gifted me tickets to see it, but I enjoyed it hmm. as as a whole. Yeah. Good. Good. That was my pick. So that leaves 
you to pick. What are you picking for us to listen to? Oh, you got that smirk on your face like something interesting is coming. I'm hoping we haven't had this already. I have picked Dream Girls, oh. the original London cast recording from 2017. I don't think we have, you know. Good. Phew. Um, I thought it was interesting that I found a London recording. Yeah. I thought that an album that would come up would be a Broadway recording. I don't know why. I just felt like it would be more of a Broadway show. Um, they do have a Broadway album, and it is an earlier one. So it's from okay. 2006. So the album I've chosen is the London version, and it's a more updated version from 2017. Okay. And the reason I've chosen that one is because it is currently touring in the UK. Nice. Um, and also, I like to listen to an up-to-date version of shows because I think it gives you the best idea of how the show is going to be yeah. if you were to see it. Yeah. Re- that, like, currently. Yeah, so. that's fair enough. Yeah. Nice. I'll I'm excited what, for that. Should I tell you what it looks like? Go on. Tell us what the album cover looks like on Spotify. It looks like... Well, it's the three girls with their backs to the camera in gold, shiny dresses, and then there's kind of gold sparkles around them with black. I think it's meant to look like a skyline, not really sure. Um, And then it's got Dream Girls in gold writing, and it says original London cast recording. Make sure you don't use the music from the movie's soundtrack. Ah, I see. Because that does come up as well. Yes, the London cast recording. Yes, please. Good. Well, do listen along and let us know what you think of that. We love to hear your thoughts. That was all for... Ba-da. Album of the Week! Ba-ba-bum. Yeah! And now over to the movie musical section with Mr. Tom Hazelden. Hello and welcome back to the movie musical segment. My name is Tom and today we are going to be talking about the uh, fairly brand new musical to hit Netflix, which is Diana. Um, If you haven't seen this already, like I said, it's on Netflix. You can go and watch it now. Um, I would maybe listen to this review before you decide to go and watch it. But, you know... um, (laughs) Take that with a pinch of salt. Um, So this is a brand new Broadway musical, which is all about Princess Diana. Uh, I think we spoke about this a couple of years ago, actually, on the show. And uh, it... It was sort of in early stages of development, but now it's it's finally come to fruition. Uh, it's been recorded and, yeah, it's been uploaded to Netflix for everyone to watch. I don't know if they've uploaded it because they were worried that the pandemic was going to make it difficult to sell or if that was a planned thing anyway. Um, I'm also a bit unclear as to the state of Broadway at the moment. I think some theatres are open and some aren't, a bit like over here. Um, But essentially, it's not in full swing. So I will say, firstly, it's quite cool that we got uh, a musical on Netflix, an actual staged recorded musical. And I think it'd be really nice to have some more stuff like this on Netflix. You know, we had Shrek for a bit. Um, Miss Saigon, I think, might have been on there at some point. 
but it's it's cool to see this sort of thing coming to Netflix more and more. And I hope that's something that continues. And, um, you know, if COVID is something that started that, then I guess that's something good to come out of the pandemic. Um, now, I, I've heard lots of bad reviews about this film, musical stage thing, whatever you want to call it. So I went into this with a slightly somewhat skeptical kind of outlook. Um, I didn't have massively high hopes for this film. Uh, and I, uh, but, but I, I also wanted to try and, you know, go at it from as much of a neutral place as possible because I didn't want that to affect what I thought of the film. But I got to say, every review I've seen about this musical film um, is correct. <laughs> this is, uh, I, I, I want to try and, you know, argue both sides, but this, this musical is, is not good. Um, Diana's such a beloved public figure and, you know, w woman of the people, you know, she was literally known as the people's princess. And this, uh, is, it just doesn't do her justice, really. She, she had quite a tragic life um, and she was silenced and sort of um, told what she could and couldn't do a lot of the time. And I personally feel like this musical really just sort of glosses over all of that stuff. It does mention it in some form and there are some quite famous moments, like there's one song which was inspired by Princess Diana's sort of running with paparazzi. But I don't know, it seems to make light of issues that could have had a slightly more real and darker meaning behind them. And as a result, like the, the her, I mean, spoilers, her death at the end doesn't really have any sort of impact. Um, I will say I want to start off with with some some good things. The costumes are cool. Uh, the sets okay, and uh, there's there's some good wigs in the show. I think it's it's a good wig for Diana. Um, on the poster, she really really looks like Diana. Not so much in all of the numbers, but you know who she's supposed to be, which I think is the point. It would be hard to find someone that looks like Diana every single time. I think. Um, so yeah, the, the, there's there's some elements of it that are that are okay, but there's so many things about this musical that that do not work. Um, there is absolutely no chemistry between any of the characters, and I don't know if that's something that carries across just on film. Maybe if I saw it on stage, it would be different. But you know, I'm reviewing it for the version that we have, and. Yeah, they just, they just, they don't have, there's not a lot of energy in the show. The characters don't have any chemistry. The the songs really aren't all that memorable. Um, I, so I, I thought I, I wanted to have a look into sort of who made this because it seemed to be quite a big deal. I remember when we spoke about it and obviously to make it on Netflix, it's obviously got to have some sort of backing behind it. Um, so it was written by... Uh, David Bryan and Joe D. 
DiPetrio, Petrio, I think. I don't know how you pronounce his name. Um, and I was looking at some of their stuff and they wrote like Memphis, which was supposed to be amazing. And I Love You, You're Perfect Now Change, which I've heard really good things about. Um, All Shook Up, which was the Elvis Presley jukebox musical. And The Toxic Avenger, which, as we know, Jazz and Lucy really, really like that musical. So it came as quite a shock to me to find out that they'd done a lot of really big stuff that's done quite well critically before. Um, the filming for the pieces is not too bad. I think that's worth mentioning. Um, as as much as you can mention cinematography, cinematography in something that's just kind of a, a filmed version of a stage show, you know, but it's... It's not bad. I think that's that's it's worth acknowledging that. Um, the the other the, the main thing I think that really bugged me about this film is the accents. Now I know this is Broadway, so I was kind of expecting this, but the English accents are awful. They're so bad, and because it's been written, I assume they're they're American these guys, but because it's been written by Americans, there's 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 some phrases that just don't fit like that there's one lyric in one of the songs where diana's annoyed at someone and she's talk she talks about like socking them in the mouth which you know is like a punch in the mouth but it's just such an american phrase to say i'm gonna like sock you one you know it's like it it doesn't it doesn't work i think Maybe this musical should have been written by British people. I'm not saying that Americans can't write stuff like this, but in this case, I think it it would have worked a lot better. I think it would have come from a place of people understanding more about the royal family and the culture that surrounds that. And, you know, therefore the importance of Diana. I know she was famous all over the world, but I think, you know, the impact was felt the most in the UK. And I just, I think they could have added a bit more drama into it, a bit more tragedy. And I, I think if there was more tragedy and more acknowledgement of sort of all the struggle that Princess Diana went through in her life, then the comedy moments would shine through a lot more. So I don't know. It seems to kind of gloss over a lot of the important parts of her life. Uh, and it, and then they try and tie it together with a, a little, neat little bow at the end where... Prince Charles says something along the lines of like the people who I've got the quote somewhere, the people who the people that you think will change the world are not the ones you think will change the world, which is, uh, I think is one in one of the songs. Um, I don't know. I think it's a weird line. I think she was quite clearly planning on changing the world and she was doing that quite clearly. I don't know this. This could have been really great and I think it could have been something special and it's a shame that it wasn't. I'm going to give this out of five stars. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it half a star. I was going to give it one, but I don't want to. I'm sorry, Diana. By all means, go and watch this for yourself and make your own mind up. I think that's really important. Um, I wouldn't have sat through this had I not had to watch it for the podcast. I will say that, but go make your own mind up. And um, let us know if you love it. Tell us why. Maybe I missed the point um, or maybe it's just not my thing. 
it does seem like a general consensus, but it would be really great to hear from someone that actually really enjoys it. Um, and yeah, let us know. Join us next week. And hopefully, uh, I say this uh, with tentative caution, but hopefully we're going to be talking about Dear Evan Hansen. Um, it depends on cinema timings and things like that. But fingers crossed, that's what we're planning to talk about. And uh, yeah, join us next week. And I will see you then. Bye. Thank you, Tom. And now on to a section we haven't done for a while. It is... News and social. Whoop, whoop. So, Lucy, please tell me, you visited the theatre. I've what? Visited the theatre. What did I say first time? You visited the theatre. <laughs> <laughs> like you've had like a whole bottle of wine that you've just downed in the time it's taken to do Tom's section. <laughs> um, I have. I've been twice. I went... One week, and then I went again the following week. Woo-hoo. So the first thing I went to see was Anything Goes at the Barbican Theatre with Sutton Foster and Richard Lindsay. Is that his name? Robert Lindsay. Robert Lindsay. There we go. <laughs> Always getting names wrong from my family. And I have to say, what a joy to be back in a theatre with the most gorgeous atmosphere. Oh, I was going to say I didn't go, so could have been personal. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I could not find anything wrong with it. I thought the whole cast were amazing. The only thing I will say is when they did the big uh, end of Act One number, which is anything goes, and it's the big tap number. I was like, oh. Here we go. Here comes the tap. And they started tapping and I was like, this is really simple, basic tap, Mm -hmm. which you don't expect from anything goes. And initially when that number started, I was a bit upset, a bit disappointed, but they were very clearly building the number. And by the end, they were adding in more complex steps and combinations and it, it did get a lot better as it went along. But yeah, I I was expecting to see maybe a bit more tap, maybe a bit more advanced tap. But regardless, it was a very, very enjoyable performance. I would highly recommend anyone going to see it. I think Sutton Foster has done her last performance now. By the time this goes out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But how incredible to watch someone in a show that has won numerous awards. And we had an evening with Sutton Foster as an album of the week. We did. One week. We did indeed. There's just her presence on stage. It makes her performing on stage is like someone walking down the road. That's how she makes it seem as easy as that. It seems like being on stage and performing, singing, dancing, acting is as easy to her as it is for someone to walk down a road. Wow. It She... She just seems effortless. Um, Robert Lindsay was great as his part, but it was funny when they did the group numbers. He just didn't know what he was doing. Oh, really? Well, he did. He did, but he clearly wasn't as capable as everyone else in the dance numbers. You don't expect him to be. He's well, an he's older a lot man. Older, yeah. Um, and his his main focus is acting mostly. Yeah. I think so. And in their duet, 
there was a lot of corpsing going on. Oh. But I don't know if that was part of it. And I yeah, I don't know if it was just on the night I watched it that they corpsed and made a thing of it and they spoke to the conductor and it was funny. Or if that was just a one-off thing or if it's something they play upon each night and it's a little bit different every night, but something funny happens every night okay. and it's just ad-libbed. Yeah. Um, but I actually liked that edition and it was a revival and I think they've revived it really well. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Excellent for that. Cool. And then the following week, I went to see Frozen. Ooh. Which was completely the opposite. (laughs) Uh, Not your traditional musical in a way that you go to the theatre and you you know what to expect from musical. I would say it was more bordering on a pantomime. Okay. Um, Because it's aimed more at children. I suppose, yeah. So it makes it child-friendly. Yeah, I suppose, um, I wasn't sold in the first 20 minutes, but then after the first 20 minutes, roughly 20 minutes, I don't actually know how long it was, um, it grew on me more and more and more. And I have to say the set, the costumes, the lighting were phenomenal. Mm. That's what made the show for me. Okay. The thing that I was most impressed with, not the thing, sorry, <laughs> that actor or actress, I don't know actually mm-hmm. who was inside, Sven was incredible. It could have been an actual reindeer. I kid you not. Like I, I couldn't work out how there were people inside. Yeah, I just couldn't work it. I, I honestly couldn't. It. I could only look at it as a reindeer. I couldn't look at it as a person. Yeah. Whereas usually you have to fight to look at it as the thing it's trying to be, rather than looking at the puppeteer. Yeah, like. Warhorse, for example, where they use a lot of puppets and you kind of see the horses. You can see that the people are the horses. Yeah. Whereas Sven, from what the folks have seen, the people are completely covered you up. You can't see them yeah. at all. And the, the movement is so realistic. The puppeteering for Olaf was great, apart from the fact that Obviously, it's frozen, it's snowy, it's icy, it's winter. Everything is white and icy blue. And then the sticks to hold Olaf up are black. Oh. And no idea why they've done that, because it just makes them stand out so much. Okay. And that is something so blindingly obvious that I think have they maybe done it on purpose. Maybe. To make it stand out that it is a puppet. I don't know. Um, But that was odd to me. And the other thing I have to say that is a negative thing, I'm afraid, is that if you're going to a theatre, you need to respect the theatre and the people around you. Mm -hmm. The audience etiquette was horrendous. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anything like it. I've not even seen anything so bad when I've been in a cinema. There were people having conversations at a normal volume they weren't even trying to be hushed they weren't even conversations that were necessary to happen in relation to the show at that moment yeah they were sometimes about things that were completely irrelevant people were singing along see i don't mind singing along that doesn't bother me you pay 
to see professionals singing, acting and dancing. Mm -hmm. Unless you are going to a sing-along performance or, you know, you might be singing or humming quietly under your breath. Okay, I'll let that slide. But when you are a grown adult woman who's not even there with children, Mm -hmm. singing at the very top of your voice, like screaming let it go as though you're driving in the car by yourself (laughs) is not appropriate. Okay. And I won't hear anyone argue otherwise. It's not. It's just absolutely not. Okay. Um, The rustling was next level. Oh, that does my head in. They shouldn't let rustling sweets in. The amount of people trying to take photos and videos, I cannot count the amount of time the stewards had to come up and down telling people to put their cameras away. Yeah. Bearing in mind there had been announcements before, during, after. Of course. Um, And I think for me that did ruin the experience a bit. Mm-hmm. Having said that, if you put take all of that away, it was an incredible show. The actress who was Anna was phenomenal and Olaf was phenomenal as well. They stood out for me. Um, was it Disney-fied? Yes. Like it being a Disney show. Yes. You know, when you go and see Lion King and stuff, it's very so, Disney fire. For example, I went with a little girl in a Princess Anna costume, mm-hmm. and every single member of staff that we came across said, Oh, hello, Princess, mm. and addressed her as a princess, which is something that you would get in Disney. Yeah. Good that. And there were members of staff everywhere you turned. And that to me is the Disney experience. Yeah. It's just a shame that once you were in and sat in your seat, the experience was less magical because of the people being inconsiderate around mm. you. Um, but you can't control. So. No, you can't. And also, if it's children, I completely understand yeah. and it does not bother me at all. Um. Obviously, as a parent, you can try to make sure they're being polite and give them good theatre behavioural lessons. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not always guaranteed. However, when there are people that are adults, I feel like you should know how to behave in a theatre. You theater. should know better, yeah. Um, and it wasn't just slight things. It was very, very bad. Yeah, of um, course. Good. But I don't know what you do about that. As a theatre. There's nothing you can do about it. It's out of their control. Mm. Get rid of the sweets. Be gone. Just ice cream at the interval. The ice cream was amazing. And on bag check, all sweets should be out. Well... (sighs) I just think there's a way to do it. Like when there's an applause, maybe unwrap a sweet then so that it's muffled, the sound. Why do you need sweets? Well, no, you, you don't. Sit no. for two hours you, without yeah. sweets? Yeah. It's like, not a cinema. It's not a cinema. It's not a cinema. And that's the difference However, cinema and theatre. Just while we're on that subject, I was watching a musical theatre actress on her Instagram stories the other day. And she was doing a Q&A. And one of the questions was, what is the most bizarre thing you've seen from the audience whilst you're on stage? Yeah. 
Um, I don't know if the word was bizarre, but that's what I'm going to say. And she said before now she's seen someone come in with a duvet and pillow what? in the front row. She's had people with takeaway pizzas. Like, there were so many things that you would not believe. She said, anything you can imagine, I've probably seen it. That is crazy. Mm. What? I mean... I like a sleep as much as <laughs> anyone else. But a duvet and pillow. Like, it's a bit extreme, isn't it? It's a bit much. What though. gets me is they've then got to get on the tube probably yeah. afterwards. What with gets a duvet me is they, and a pillow. They've paid to sit in that seat with a duvet and pillow and probably nod off. God no, knows how I don't much know if that's row. why it was. Oh, I don't know. I don't even need to know why. Just <laughs> redonkulous. Anyway, two shows in two weeks. Two very good shows in, yeah. in two weeks. You lucky sausage. Yeah. No, on the whole, both very good shows. If you're a huge theatre person who likes theatre to be theatre, Frozen might not be the show for you. But it is a Disney kids film yeah. made into a show. True. And if you take it like that, then you'll love it because it is incredible. There True. are some really phenomenal things that happen in the show. True. Good. Very good. That is all from us this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for sticking with us all this time. We really do appreciate you know what to do. Tell a friend about us and keep acting. Keep supporting theatre. Go and see shows. Go and see Amdram. Go and see shows in the West End. And we will be in your ears again next time. Bye. Bye. It's on at podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that started off as a genuine yawn. <laughs> and then I was just being silly. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>